0: What's up and welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, June twenty third, twenty twenty three, the day of our hog blessing, <laughs> the day of Why our hog, <laughs> the day way? of our hog. Salute everyone. to the boy Sonic! Mm-hmm. Happy birthday! Show some respect, everybody! Happy thirtieth, the, the for... big
1: three zero. Yeah, man, yeah. does it feel like, like, like? Does it feel like he's that
0: old? You know, it does it does feel older? I'm that old. Like what's what's really wild about Sonic the Hedgehog, mm-hmm. right? Is we're coming up, on, or today is, his 30th birthday, <laughs> and I'm wearing the bomber jacket that celebrated his 25th birthday. And I recently tweeted out a picture of a poster that I had in my, my, in my bedroom that I loved dearly, that I miss very much. I'm going to try to convince Gia to let us put it up uh, in every room of our house now, um, that celebrated his 10th birthday for Sonic Adventure Jesus. 2. And I'm just like, damn, I've really been on this ride with this little blue hog. You know what yeah, I mean? You, I know exactly
1: what you mean. We were just talking about it right before this, where Sonic the Hedgehog, only a year older, older than me, which I never really thought about, I never really realized, but... I think when I think about it, it makes sense for the fact that, like, I think I came up at the perfect time for Sonic hype. You know, there's Pokemania. Yeah. There's Mario Mania. Yeah. I came at the right time for Sonic Mania. too, Yeah. Yeah, Sonic Mania. Sonic Mania. Fantastic
0: stuff. I mean, what's fun there is I also did because I am two years older than Mm -hmm. than my boy Sonic. So that was, like, kind of perfect. I had to grow up with the multitude of cartoons that this little dude and his friends had. Right, and we had some bangers in the '90s. Yeah, and some okay ones as well, but we had some bangers. That's the same for the games. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, that's true. That, yeah. well, not, not, well, actually, I guess that is true in the '90s too. There were oh were yeah. 3 Blast, not so great, mm-hmm. not so great. But overall, what a, what a time, man! I feel like Sonic is thriving, doing better than ever. Definitely more collaborations than ever. Oh my God! I, don't yeah, know I, why mean, I said the word that way.
1: It'll, <laughs> yeah, no collaboration. <laughs> but like, the, I mean, it's our story number two. I'm, maybe I should move to story number one. But like. The fact that we're watching Sonic uh, Central, right? The yearly anniversary stream that they do to celebrate and talk about all the collaborations and announcements, all that stuff. And um, we're looking at chat and chat is so positive and chat is so, like, hyped about... The weirdest, most random collaborations. Oh, there's Sonic Lego shit going on. Oh, let's fucking go.
0: <laughs> like People are so excited. There's a Sonic cooler.
1: Oh, that cooler like, looks
0: dope as fuck. a cooler. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking about? The, the chat is popping up. It is such a beautiful, positive thing to see. It's, oh, weird, yeah. as it's, it's so weird. weird as hell. It's so weird. But you know what, plus? Me and you were there too. <laughs> yeah, I
1: was in chat like, oh, let's fucking go. <laughs> Tell me more about the, the Lego Sonic appearing in Sonic Superstars for
0: some reason. I don't know why, but sure, I'll take it. That seems cool, yeah. Yeah, anyways, it's just... It's so funny. I'm really excited for superstars coming out later this year as Mm. well. So you know what what I'm excited about? Mm.
1: It's Sonic's birthday. Yeah. And of course, I feel like with Sonic Day, something special has to happen every single year. Of course. And there's something that happened this year, Tim, that you're not aware about yet. Oh, um, unless you are, unless you. Song. Oh no,
0: I'm not. I'm not aware. Just one last thing I want to say. It, I do love that there's something in the air about this. Your birthday, July second. Yes. My birthday, June 30th. Sonic's birthday, June 23rd. Mm-hmm. It, there's like a, something about this like 10 day period. You know what I mean? There's are you Are
1: energy. you a cancer? You're. I am a cancer. We're all cancers. Is Sonic a cancer? Does that line up? Yeah, you might be on the like. <laughs> that might be it you know it might be an astrological thing yeah (laughs) yeah that's what it is yeah we're all just connected via the space Uh, i hate this (laughs) bear i dropped a video in assets it's the twitter video somebody on twitter tweeted (laughs) at us uh with the video and at first i started watching this video and i was like okay what is this like a fan's tweeting us the thing but it turns out to be much more than that so bear if you can prep the video and show it to tim hey tim hey blessing
2: wait what johnny from crush 40 do you know me Do you know me? Yes, I I do. I know you. I wanted to take a minute and congratulate you and the entire crew of Kind of Funny for your incredible success. The new studio. I'm watching you guys. I have my eye on you. I just wanted to say hello. Wish you guys well. I want to come visit you and sit and talk and uh, hang out. I hope you're well. Kick-ass. Thanks for being Sonic fans and Crush fans. See you soon. Let's get together.
1: Fuck Let yeah, dude. Fuck yeah.
0: What the <laughs> hell just happened? <laughs> when I tell you- That, that is <laughs> the man that sings Escape from the fucking City. When I tell you
1: that I started this video and I was like, oh, a fan like paid for a cameo. <laughs> like, I thought it was a cameo until he started talking more. And I was like, oh, he legitimately is talking to us. This is fucking wild. This is the best Sonic birthday ever. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell?
0: <laughs> also, the answer is yes. Come through, please. Come through. You know I have a perfect date for him to come through. Yeah? January 6th. You know why? Why? Those Sonic orchestras coming to San Francisco.
1: Oh. See, I thought you were going to say kind of funny his anniversary or something. No. No, no, no. Yeah, no. That would be, be incredible.
0: Yeah. I also thought you were going to say your birthday because that's, that's happening, what, like a week? Yeah. June 30th. Yeah, June 30th. yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, he'll be here. He'll be in San Francisco. I yeah. imagine. I imagine that. I don't know why. <laughs> also, January sixth, yeah. such a wild date. I, <laughs> no, I know. I know. I said it. I was like, I did Where it for dramatic effect. This? <laughs> God. God, this is a Friday. Blast. Yeah. What a way to start. Hold on, that was that was crazy. I need a moment to like reset. Yeah. Did that really just happen? Yeah. What My the God, fuck, man. I've been listening to that man's
1: voice for decades. Yeah, for decades. Escape from the city, Sonic that just, Heroes. That was his tenth anniversary. His 10th <laughs> birthday. <laughs> like, hell yeah. Please come through this studio. Please hang out. What we gotta do is like we gotta do a stream, like a Twitch uh oh, yeah. like Sonic stream. Oh, yeah. Right? Do like a marathon Sonic stream adventure or too. something. We gotta take a Sonic adventure
0: <laughs> with Crush 40. Holy crap, man. Hey, that is really damn cool. Thank you so Um, much for that. Well, hey, thank you so much for that. That is awesome. Uh, Today's stories include E3 possibly uh, being canceled for the next two years, Sonic Central updates, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through all the video game news that you need to know um of course if you're watching live you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong uh if you don't want to watch live you can watch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games or listen later on podcast services around the globe remember you can use our epic creator code kind of funny when you're shopping on the epic game store even buying free games just putting our code in it helps give us money and no cost to you it's really cool uh to be part of the show you can head to kind of slash kfgd to write in with your questions squad ups and more and remember patreon.com will slash kind will get you the show ad free plus a bevy of bonus content Here, here's
1: what i want to call out to please people, do right? there's somebody in the chat that's like man sonic fans or something else and y'all say kingdom hearts fans are bad let me tell you if Ut- Utanaki hikaru hit you up and was like, I've been watching you. I love what you do. I want to come and hang out with you. You would implode. <laughs> you you wouldn't be able to live on this planet anymore because you wouldn't believe, be able to believe that you're in reality. All right? That's what just happened to us, Tim. Yeah. That's what just happened to us. You're it right. It is cool as
0: fuck. It We're going to cool celebrate it. And you know what? Hey, there's some people out there that are Sonic fans and Kingdom Hearts fans. Oh, yeah. Deal with that. Like this All right? Guy. <laughs> like this guy. Okay. Oh my lord! A uh, new PS, I love you, XOXO is up right now, and the crew's breaking down PlayStation's multiplayer plan and blessings video about it. You can check that out now on YouTube.com/slash/KindOfFunnyGames. I love it. I absolutely love it. Bless put out a banger episode of The Blessing Show that everybody should go watch. It's only eight minutes. It's a very condensed eight minutes of uh, a great editorial take on your thoughts on PlayStation's multiplayer strategy thus far, what you predict the future to be of it, and all of that. And then you got a lot of feedback and comments of people that didn't agree with you. Some people agreed with you. Then y'all took that conversation to PSI love you. How did it go?
1: Doing well. Like, I think it was a really good conversation. Um, I think by the time we got to the end of the episode, I think all of us were very happy with how the discussion went. It was so good. Like, Greg forgot to toss to ads and I had to slag
2: and be like, hey, I think we need to toss to ads. And that's like, because the get it, they were all getting lost in the conversation. It was a really good one.
1: Yeah, I highly recommend it. Of course, you know, Janet and Greg are bringing their opinion to the topic. And then the whole episode, we're bringing in audience write-ins to talk about what you guys think about. PlayStation and their live service thing and the multiplayer stuff and like people's thoughts and opinions about the video I made about it and so yeah
0: definitely go check out I think it's a must listen episode of uh, PS Love You XOXO I love it and then uh, over on Patreon there's a new episode of Remember Blank featuring me talking about memories memories of Final Fantasy with Blessing Greg it was a good one uh, a lot of great writings from the audience as well some really really fun stories Final Fantasy turns out people have a lot of memories about it oh yeah and a lot of different favorites of them but I, my favorite thing is the amount of Memories of a collective, memories with family, with brothers, with sisters, with moms, girlfriends, boyfriends. Like, there's something special about Final Fantasy in that way that it helps people connect. So, yeah. check that a lot out. I of sharing the hype lately, and I love it. Oh my God. Here's yeah. the thing. Mm-hmm. Bless. We've played Final Fantasy 16, yep. we've beat Final Fantasy 16. We now get to spend the next week watching people play through it on Twitch, and we get to see their reactions to what we've seen. Already. Oh, yeah. What we know is coming.
1: My favorite has been seeing all the Sid thirst. And I'm like, man, I was, th- I was there, man. You were there. You know, we were there. I, was, I, remember, I remember my first time seeing Sid and being like, oh, I know what's about to happen with this character. Yeah, I see Sid. I'm like, I am parched.
0: <laughs> all right. Goodness. Goodness. What a man. What a man. Uh, A new PSL of UXOs. I already said that. Uh, What I didn't say is right after this and after the post show, Blessing will be joining the stream team to play Mortal Kombat 1. Yeah. That's
1: pretty damn cool. There's an online stress test going going on right now to where they're stressing all the servers or testing all the servers and uh, making sure all that stuff works. And to do that, they get codes into people's hands. And so uh, we got hit up with a code, uh, and it's free for content creation, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we can make whatever we we want with the code. And that goes up, up until, like, or goes on until Monday. And so we're taking the time this afternoon. I'm grabbing the sticks. I'm sitting down with Mike, Andy, and Nick, and we're playing some Mortal Kombat 1. Fuck them up. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I, I got—I don't know what features are in there because I don't know if it's uh, – because obviously online is in there. I don't know if local is available. Mm-hmm. If it is, oh, yeah, we're for sure going to throw down. But even if it's online, you know, I'm sure Nick will hop in there and get his ass beat. <laughs>
0: yeah, dude. Just destroyed, torn, torn to shreds. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Casey Andrew, Delaney Twining, and James Hastings. Today we're brought to you by Better Health. But we will tell you about that later. <laughs> MS Cambo says, did Bless intentionally wear a tails-colored hoodie today since Tim's in Sonic blue? Oh, look at wow. Us right yeah, now. we do
1: look like Sonic and Tails. <laughs> oh, man.
0: Oh, I love I'll that. I'll take it. I'll accept it. Yeah, that's fantastic, man. Um, yeah, we're brought to you by We'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report.
2: time for some news. We have six stories today. Baker's does it. All right, plus, so I don't have it in my voice. Today, I'm so. still
0: thrown off right now. Yeah, just, by the
1: Crush Forty. <laughs> yeah, like, how the fuck did that just happen? Man? In, do you remember in Sonic Prime where there's there's a character named Nines, mm-hmm. and that was such a cool introduction for a character. Mm-hmm. I love that character so much. Mm-hmm. Go watch Sonic Prime.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I we saw a little bit of, of yeah. the teaser for the new one today. We'll talk about that later. First, we got to talk about story number one. E three twenty twenty four and twenty twenty five are canceled, according to Los Angeles Tourism Board. D.S.A. says no final decision yet, though. This comes from George Yang at IGN. E3 2024 and five have been canceled uh, at a meeting on June 21st, 2023. Uh, the board presented a packet with updated information surrounding the tourism business in L.A. On page 21, there's a chart that shows the city's convention sales for the fiscal year 2022-2023. Under the heading, quote, booked room nights produced, there's an ask asterisk that notes includes E3 cancellations for 2024 and five at the bottom right in a statement to Axios reporter Stephen Totillo an ESA representative said that E3 2024's fate is still to be determined quote ESA is currently in conversation with ESA members and other stakeholders about 2024 and beyond and no final decisions about the events have been made at this time 2023 was canceled earlier this year and ESA didn't confirm whether the event would be returning in the following years 2024 and 5 were scheduled for June 11th and 3rd, respectively. It's unclear whether they will ultimately go through as planned or if they will move to another city entirely. Is there a chance they move
1: to another city entirely?
0: There is a chance. Mm-hmm. I think it's slim, but yeah. I do think there's a chance. It has happened before. You know, when people look back at the history of E3, it's changed. It's had many forms over the years, and I feel like what we all, the people listening to this and the people at this table right now talking about it when we think of e3 we're really thinking about what 2005 on yeah because that's when video live streaming really started happening and that's when e3 started meaning more to us than just oh people got to go there we read about it in a magazine right I feel like that is when e3 became and maybe even a little before that because there was the blogs the live blogs of just text popping up of like IGN reporters, the Fran Mirabellos of the world, being in the room at the Nintendo conference, updating, like, well, this, well, this just happened. Well, that just happened. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? And we'd be like refreshing, refreshing, F5ing that shit. And then that's what E3 means to us. But there was a couple years where there was one that was in Atlanta. There was one that was in, I want to say Santa Monica, 2009, I think it was. There was a much more scaled down E3. Then we got to the ones that were, a bit more like the kind of funny like my and Greg and them's modern IGN times of E3 of what we really think of it as being and then the last couple years were the transition to the public E3. The transition of, oh, Sony's dropped out. What does that mean? Oh, they've dropped out. They've dropped out. What the fuck even is this anymore? Mm -hmm. So anything could happen because E3 isn't anything right now. Like not only was it canceled this year, I feel like the identity of E3 hasn't been consistent enough Year to year in the last half decade to really be able to look at a pattern and be like, oh, I expect this to happen. The easiest pattern would be, it's just not going to happen.
1: Yeah. The, the, every year for the last, maybe forever, but definitely the last few years, there's always been a KFG episode titled is E3 dead or is E3 finally dead, right? There's always some kind of version of that title as we talk about E3 getting canceled, E3 going digital only, E3 trying these different things and those things seemingly not sticking, right? And I had a struggle to not call this episode is E3 finally dead. Um, But I mean, I think the question stands of, I don't see E3 happening next year and based on this report, right, even the year after, um, and that's for a multitude of reasons. I think this is another continued all right, cool. If it's not having it happening in L.A., is it happening, period? Because, you know, you mentioned the ones that have happened elsewhere. Were those ones successful? I I, I feel like I've heard people talk about the Atlanta one all the time in and, and, and not positive ways, right? I feel like that one gets made fun of for how non-E3 that E3 was.
0: I, I think the Santa Monica one does. Okay, maybe Atlanta, I'm thinking of Santa the Monica. The Atlanta one was a, a real E3. It was just a different time. Like gotcha. I, I want to look that up because I feel like the Atlanta one was like a long time ago, which I'm talking about. Got I think it, it was okay. even in a pre-modern what I was talking about uh, E3 landscape yeah. but yeah the Santa Monica one was weird like i i wasn't there but um my first e3 was 2010 i want to say so it was like the return to the convention center and i remember hearing the the veterans of IGN um talking about their experience and like like oh yeah, yeah last year was like not it like mm. it's so good to be back and like really have this kind of feel like the, yeah. the real experience and i
1: think on top of that you look at es the esa and how
0: it seems like they've been struggling to figure out what e3 is paris of course uh comes in with atlanta was 95 oh so, yeah, gotcha so i'm thinking totally of i'm thinking of santa time. monica and then santa monica 2007 so gotcha. i was off by a couple years there but um but yeah like i think on top of that right like the
1: santa monica one being a weird one right and like E3 being so solidified as, okay, it's at the L.A. Convention Center. It is this big thing that is in the central location because the games industry is in places like L.A., San Francisco. But, like, L.A. is this great central point for people to converge and talk about all these things and do and do all the things you need to do at E3. ESA has been struggling so hard figuring out what the identity of E3 is. So much so that E3 this year was canceled, not because of COVID, right, but because we just couldn't figure this shit out, mm-hmm. right? Ubisoft pulled out. We couldn't get other big companies in there what is the point of this like what what is the return here we got to cancel it and figure it out another time right and another time seems like it just won't come because you know you're not figuring out this year what what is there to figure out next year what is there to figure out in the future in terms of what e3's place in the industry is when you have summer game fest when you have digital streaming for announcement for announcing stuff when you have all these other options as big companies and um, publishers and studios to do things in ways that save more money or ways that just make more sense when you have keely events happening throughout the year as opposed to everything being centralized in june
0: yeah it, there's so many interesting points to break down there i do think one thing is ubisoft didn't pull out ubisoft was one of the ones that committed to e3 mm. remember and they were like if e3 happens we're there but like i and think then they e3 committed happen but i think they committed and then they pulled out but didn't right? didn't they only pull out because e3 wasn't happening
1: I guess it was the other way around but that's the kind of funny.com Yeah, l- l- like let's get. I it. think they but, happened close to but close even, to each other. But though.
0: even then though, I I do think that it came they were committing. Like remember you've had that uh, quote of saying like if it if, happens to be there and that was like a weird thing to say. I do think that whether or not the timeline of how they announced it was out there, I think the realities behind the scenes were they committed to E3. Mm-hmm. And it just got to a point they're like yo this isn't happening like and you can kind of see that even in what ended up happening with Ubisoft. Ubisoft having its live show was a bizarre decision. Yeah, just period. Like no matter how you shake it, that felt out of time and, and out that of place felt like a result of them preparing the E3. to be part yeah. of this yeah. thing. Yeah, and if that that's ended what E three
1: happening. is. E three doesn't have a place, right? Because that kind of conference doesn't have a place. Like that's yep. the thing: is the industry has evolved so much in marketing and all this stuff that I can't visualize what an E three is even in the future, right? Even Mm -hmm. in the coming years, you had to shift all the way to being something like a PAX or being something like a fully audience facing thing. And we already have those, you know, it's called PAX. Mm -hmm. Right. Like if you have if we already have a summer game fest now for the uh, this way this way better and way more malleable and way more focused and condensed way to announce games, right? In a in a way that you know, I think understands video game marketing more because Jeff Keeley understands how that stuff goes, right? Jeff Keighley is working with the right people and he is forming an event and forming a family of events, right? When you're talking about the, um, that opening night live game awards, he is forming this system that works way better for how the games industry, industry works right now. What is E3? Like, what can that even be anymore?
0: You know, a point that I think is not made enough uh, in the conversations of Summer Game Fest and E3 is that Summer Game Fest is not the E3 replacement. It's the Judges Week replacement. Mm -hmm. Judges Week is now just getting a much more prominent focus where it's media coming, a small group of media, coming to play a bunch of games, and then they judge them on which is the winner of this thing. And the level of games you're getting there are not going to be Sony first-party things. They're not going to be Nintendo games. They're going to be Sonic games. They're going to be... Uh Alan Wake and Mortal Kombat. Mm. Big games, but th- those are more on that the the multiplat level, and, and not all of those are, but like you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Right? yeah, like, yeah. like there's just like a, a type of games that have been at Judges Week and th- not the type of things that you expect to be announced at an E3 or whatever. I think Jeff very wisely has also introduced the kickoff live showcase to have a place for announcements to kind of replicate what the audience thinks of E3 being, which is the press conferences, not the actual show floor stuff that has, pretty much no matter what way you look at it, only gotten worse over the years mm-hmm. uh, in terms of access, in terms of what's actually there, in terms of um, the the quality of the experience of it all. You bringing up the PAX side of things I think is really interesting. There is a place for gaming communities to gather. Yeah. It is riveting. like Being there, there's an energy and there's a love. I think that even that market, though, kind of Got too big and burst in 2016 or so when there was five RTXs and six PAXs and all of it where it's like, this is just too much. There needs to be kind of a focus on on making each one of these events kind of stand out and be their own thing. And then you kind of see in the same way that like Nintendo Directs came out. And then over time, because of a bunch of reasons, everyone started doing their own digital showcases like that. We're now seeing people do their own ch- Live events, PSX was a major win yeah. because there's a focus and because they have access. They can control what they want and they have access to all the things the people that are going to be there actually want to see. Yeah. And they don't
1: need E3 for that is the thing, right? I think that's the point here. When when we even we're talking about Summer Game Fest being the E3 Judges Week replacement, mm-hmm. right? That's just another utility being taken away from what E3 brings to the table, right? When you talk about that utility being taken away and then, yeah, the Playstations of the world being like, We can just throw our own showcase whenever we want. And we don't have to, like, give people all of our games to play at the same event, right? We can control that. Like, I'm sure Spider-Man 2 might have a preview, might not, right, for press hands-on. If it does, PlayStation can make that happen whenever, right? PlayStation can call up the outlets they want and go, hey, show up at this location, play this game for whatever our demo is, and then go home and write about it at
0: at Embargo. And you don't need E3 for that, right? Totally. They're going to do that. if. It was a different time, and E3 still existed. We wouldn't have gotten hands-on with Spider-Man 2. We would have went behind closed doors and been able to see a slightly extended demo. That's just how they do things like that. Yeah, and... Now, Like, now the options are open, right?
1: You talk about that. You talk about the uh, digital demos as well, where people can do that over Discord if they want. The thing you just described, right? The behind, quote, behind closed doors. Now it is behind closed uh, voice channel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you hop into, like, a developer's or the studio's Discord and watch a presentation via Discord. That can happen. And that can happen so easily without E3. And that is way way more money saved. That is way less effort. And that is probably easier for all parties involved because we don't have to take a day off making content right we can schedule that in and it takes 30 minutes to an hour to watch a presentation and then maybe get a preview build
0: and on top of that there's I think a very important conversation about access with all this stuff and about smaller outlets and all that it's a lot easier for people to jump into a discord from anywhere they are on the planet to be able to to get this as as opposed to hey we need to disrupt our lives and fly for us yeah a 50 minute that might be a five-hour flight down to LA But for other people, that's not the case. It's disruptive to have to fly to London to do a a demo for a game. It's cool, and there's a lot of perks there. There's a lot of downsides. And I think that everyone's realizing, yo, it's better for everybody to do it in different ways. It's a little less exciting, right? But Mm -hmm. I also think when you look back at the realities of things, E3 hasn't been exciting, the convention itself in a long long time so from this
1: uh steven sotillo um uh, tweet here right him saying that the ESA. uh th- this is a quote from an esa representative esa is currently in conversation with esa members and other stakeholders about e3 2024 and beyond and no final decisions about the, the events have been
0: made at this time is e3 done like is it is it can we pack it up i don't think it is i i mean look e3 as a brand with that logo i don't think it's done I think it's done. E3, what you remember E3 being, what we all want E3 to be. Yes, that is done. I think it's been done. And I mm-hmm. think that every single sign shows that that ain't coming back, nor can it. Yeah. I don't, it was, should it? I think that's a different question. But do what want what do they do with that brand and that logo and what E3 is? Who knows? Who knows? I, I honestly, I think that what they did the year Greg hosted was a cool step forward. Very not perfect, but like hey, we're actually going to try to just put on a live show, which, mind you, Keeley's done for years with YouTube, right? What IGN's done for years, GameSpot's done for years on their channels of, hey, it's this E3 time, we're going to do front-to-back demos, we're going to like react to the, uh, the conferences. The industry has changed. People don't just want to watch the conferences, they want to hear people give thoughts on the conferences. Like, Think about it. Like Back in the day, IGN did not talk over their Conferences. They yeah. just showed them. Now people talk over conferences. People want that. You can always go back and watch it separately. Both are available. I think just the way people want this information, expect the information, has totally changed. But what hasn't changed is the value of devs being able to sit down and do an interview or a demo and talk about their game for 30 minutes. And that's why you continue to see what Keeley did with YouTube back in the day, what IGN does, GameSpot, what we, I wish we could do. We just don't have the means or resources or time, but we did it for GDC. Yeah. Because GDC is here, and we were able to bring the the indie devs in, and every thirty minutes cycle people in and out. There's so much value to that experience, right? Mm-hmm.
1: I, for me, I I look at E3 in a similar way that I look at THQ now, where THQ during you know PS2 era uh, around that time, everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. And like they're they're doing their thing, they're making a billion games, they're occupying this like double A space, right? But they're dominate dominating in that space, right? And we knew that name THQ. The industry changed and games got really expensive to make and other people made better games, right? And smaller developers were making smaller games and THQ kind of just got pushed out because that stopped working for them, right? They couldn't they, they couldn't continue to occupy that space because that space became less viable. They went away and then all of a sudden like THQ Nordic rises up from the ashes and is this weird thing that just exists and we look at it and you're like, oh man, that's weird. I think E3 is going to become the same thing where E3 might go away for a little bit and then come back. And it's just this thing we look at and we're like, oh yeah, I remember E3. <laughs> now it's E3 Nordic. And it's like doing its own thing and trying to exist and making weird business decisions. Like, I think that's kind of what E3 is going to be. is It's just going to exist in the ether until it just stops existing. And maybe maybe comes back again over the years, but I can't think of a way E3 comes back where it's dominant again, right? And, I, and that is what the ESA wants, I think. I, it's tough for me to think that they w- would go from... Being the central place where all these announcements and conferences are happening, where Spike TV is covering it, where that is the the Electronic Entertainment Expo. We hold it up to such a high regard from going to that, then going to then pivoting to something that would be a smaller slice of the pie, right? Which could be streaming and could be the E3 that we saw a couple years ago with with Greg and Golden Boy and Michael Heim and all that stuff, right? That I, I think that would be a good pivot because I think that was good content and I think that was engaging content, but... I don't. That wasn't as big as what E3 has been, and I don't think they would be satisfied with that. I think it's all or nothing for them, and I don't know. Like I, I, I don't know what that means for them trying to come back and you know thrive and be bigger than ever. I don't think that that can happen.
0: For the thousands of people watching this—that's the best analogy you're gonna hear all fucking year. E3 Nordic. E3 Nordic. <laughs> E3 Nordic. Um, you know what? I'm feeling a high right now. Yeah. Starting the show with Crush Forty. Getting in the middle of the show, having blessed, dropping some fire, but you know what, I need a little break, we're going to cut to some ads. This episode is brought to you by better help. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. I know this from experience. How often it just seems easier to care about others and to keep it moving, but When we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burnt out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my very best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash kindoffunny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash kindoffunny. Story number two. Sonic Frontiers' Birthday Bash DLC adds a New Game Plus mode today. This comes from Tom Ivan at VGC. Sega is launching the second free DLC update for Sonic Frontiers today. The game's Birthday Bash update was revealed during a Sonic Central presentation on Friday. Sega said celebrate Sonic's birthday on the festively decorated Starfall Islands. Spin dash your way to the party with new challenges, moves, collectible cocoa, and New Game Plus it's the second of three free Sonic Frontiers updates planned for 2023 uh today's Sonic Central showcase which you can watch now coincided with the release of Sonic Origins plus an expansion pack for Sonic Origins which includes all 12 Sonic titles released for the Game gear the presentation was also used to show off more of Sonic Superstars the new 2D Sonic Hedgehog game uh Sega announced this month they also talked about a bazillion and yeah. a half how do you like that Sonic Central stream I mean it was exactly what we expected and needed to be I mean like it was the We knew that there wasn't going to be a game announcement because they just announced Sonic Superstars at Game Fest. So I wasn't expecting a Sonic Adventure remake or anything like that. That's just not... They would have done that a couple weeks ago. So I feel like this was a great job of just, hey, we're just celebrating Sonic. There's going to be a bunch of announcements, and some of the stuff is not going to be news. It's just going to be, here's all the Sonic things that are happening this year in one place. And I think they did a great job with that. Uh, And I think that we have Origins coming out, which... Origins Plus, which like there's a lot of debate about the quality of this one, but there's a lot of goodness, a lot of eh things about it. Mm. um But it's out now. They want to talk about that, and then Sonic Frontiers DLC, showing off that stuff. Like that seemed cool. Like I wasn't a big Frontiers guy, so yeah. like that's not going to get me back
1: in. I was, and I don't, I don't know if I'm going to go back in. Right, like I think I'll be back in for a big new story thing. I could see myself enjoying that, but yeah that's not the kind of game that I come back to. Over and over again throughout the year, right? That yeah. was kind of a one and done for me, but I still love that they're updating it. I love that Sonic is the kind of brand where there's enough different Sonic things that there are updates and actual updates to give, right? It's not it's not to throw shit at a Capcom out of nowhere, but it's not like the Capcom showcase where it's, oh yeah, here's a trailer for a thing you've seen already. Alright, here's, rewatch this trailer for um, for this game that we just, like, it was a lot of just retreads and uh, re-announcing things. Sonic Central had a lot of new Sonic content in it, right? And that's just one franchise that they have so much to talk about, whether it's a new clip to see from Sonic Crime, whether it's the LEGO integration into uh, Sonic Superstars, whether it's just Sonic LEGO stuff in general, and them showing the new Eggman thing that they're doing, that I don't know how serious they are about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that was, like, that was a weird thing, but what, what's fun is, Sonic can be self self-aware and like laugh at itself and i feel like they did a good job with the lego side because like i don't know if people out there know this but like there's been a lot of video game lego collaborations recently uh like mario and and sonic being examples and people are kind of upset with some of the decisions because they're not traditional legos like there's not minifigures they're Mm -hmm. like like they're just weird like it it looks like off-brand lego and that's a big choice for the mario side they're trying to like target a different audience but um the the Dr. Robotnik, Eggman, Lego, people wanted a minifig, but instead they made, like, a, like, monstrosity. Um, Sonic was a minifig. And this played on that. It was just like, hey, we know you want the minifig. You're getting the minifig. And then they kind of went hard making fun of themselves. Yeah. And it's like, that's Sonic the Hedgehog, everybody. And (laughs) I loved it because it got
1: really weird where Lego Dr. Robotnik started taking over, hacking the, the stream, and the voiceover person, like, Start, appeared on video and was like, hey, what's what's going on, right? And literally, like in the voice booth, looks at the video and it's like, you not seen this guy? Like it's not like it was being hosted hosted by like a named person, right? He just had to be the voiceover dude, and they put him in the video, integrated in a fun way, and Doctor Robot, and it takes over. It was a pretty f- pretty fun stream to watch. I came out of it being like, oh, that was, it was whatever, it was fine. Like yeah. as you know, somebody who likes Sonic, I when it ended, I was thinking that I was gonna end on like a one more thing, and I didn't need a new game or new thing crazy, but there was nothing in there where it was like this is the big. Pool thing for the stream,
0: but it was still fun. It was yeah. still a fun thing to I watch. mean, for me, it's like we got the orchestra dates and tour yeah. spots, which is like huge for us. Like, I'm what very is, excited. Did, did about they this.
1: announce anything about San Francisco? I wasn't able to. January 6th. Oh, wait. that's why I was saying Oh, that. yeah, you did say that. Sorry. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, so that's happening, which I'm extremely excited about. Um it's coming to a whole bunch of different places, which is cool. Um but again, this they delivered on the promise of, "Hey, more news coming soon," and then they gave us news in this. The one thing I was looking for is an actual release date for Superstars. It still just said fall 2023. So I was like, "Ah, damn it. Yeah. A missed opportunity there." But shout out to Sonic Central for the presentation. We're always talking about like the pacing being off or like just it not being right. For the lack of like big information in this, that was a fun thirty-minute stream. I yeah. watched it, and the way the way that they're self, they just they have fun with themselves, and it's like, hey, here's a bunch of collaborations. There's this, and there's this, and there's this, and yeah. there's this, and they just get progressively more and more like, who is asking for this? Yeah, but, like it's, it's funny. Like
1: w- <laughs> the Sonic Cooler was the thing that killed me, where I'm like, who, why? But also, I kind of want one. Like <laughs> I'll rock a Sonic Cooler. Why not? Yeah. And there's so much. There's so much of that stuff, in... It goes back to the comparison I always make with Sonic the Hedgehog and why I like Sonic the Hedgehog is the fact that Sonic is my Hello Kitty. Right? Sonic is is my like it's not just the games, right? It is I just like this little hedgehog. This He's little great. blue hedgehog. He's great. Like you got you got on the the bomber jacket with Sonic with the Sonic logo on it and it's fucking fresh. Yeah. Look at this. Look at the inside. Sonic is about Screen the vibe. It's not about the quality of video game. <laughs> Sometimes if Sonic was about the quality of sometimes every, now the people and then are like
0: Sonic was never good, go fuck yourself. No, Sonic has been good sometimes. Yes, if yeah, Sonic has
1: been good sometimes. <laughs> if Sonic was about the quality of video game alone though, mm-hmm. it'd be done. It'd be long it'd be done. Done. It'd be
0: yeah, done. Yeah, Sonic is about so much more. It's, it's about, about more, the vibes, man. God. Story number three: Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume Two's games have reportedly leaked. This comes from Tom Ivan at VGC. Uh, the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection 2 lineups reportedly leaked. Publisher Konami confirmed the full lineup of games included in Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 1 on Wednesday, as well as its release date and the platforms it will be available on. Following the announcement, Twitter user Nitroid found that the Metal, Ge- Metal Gear Solid website has added buttons to its franchise timeline for the games included in Volume 1, plus placeholder buttons for Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots, Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain, and Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. After this discovery, IGN reported to have heard that the three games are set to be included in MGS Master Collection Volume 2. Heck yeah. May MGS 4 rise from the prison of the ps3
1: let's go i'm still happy this is happening because i was not confident (laughs) that this is gonna happen me neither you know on one of our streams i think we mentioned that somebody asked you know what games are do you would you think are gonna be in volume two if you don't think mgs4 is gonna be in there and i was like i don't think volume two is gonna come out it's nice to see that even even through leaks and through data mining right we come to figure out and we come to learn that volume two is planned and it has the exact games that you want in there, right? Yeah, give me Peace Walker, give me MGS5, and then yes, give me MGS4 because it is ridiculous how that's been locked to the PS4, for all, or PS3 actually, for all this time, right? Unless you had PlayStation Now for PS4.
0: Yeah. Unless, except for now because they took it off. <laughs> Fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> like... What are they doing? <laughs> Video games, baby. Yeah, I'm right there with you where um I'm going to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. I'm still not convinced we're getting a volume two. And I'm fair enough. Even if we do, I'm still not convinced that MGS4 is going to be in it and work the way that we need and want it to. Mm-hmm. Like, will it still be cloud-based? Will it still have some like, hey, the game's oh, come here. Could you imagine Asterisk. if it I, was cloud-based? I totally can. I totally can. Just letting people know. Prepare yourselves for disappointment, and then hopefully we'll all be like, "Whoa!" And let me tell you mm-hmm. something, bless. I think I could be wrong. I Anything hope you're can wrong
1: because I didn't even think about the idea that they could just give you a cloud version and just have it be the PS Now version. <laughs> um, Mario
0: RPG is getting remake. Anything can happen. Yeah. Okay.
1: I think I don't. I don't think it's going to be that. I don't either.
0: Because it's going to come out. I mean, you would
1: think that it comes out on all platforms, right? Mm-hmm. Because MGS One Volume One is coming out for all platforms, and if that's the case, I don't think you can do that for for Switch. Well. Technically, you could do cloud stuff for Switch, and you could do cloud stuff for Xbox. Fuck. I, yeah, other
2: games. Uh, yeah, other uh, companies have done that, chat, but it wouldn't I'm be the need... PS Now version. Whoa. I'm gonna need what? Jesus. What's up, guys? The kev finally works again. Um, <laughs> chat, I'm gonna need y'all to edit the Bart Simpson meme where he goes, uh, "Lisa, you can see exactly where the moment his heart breaks with a blessing from like a minute and a half ago." Because when Tim brought up that idea, the cloud, it yeah. was so just like, ah.
0: Oh yeah it sucks but guys take it in it's it, it is happen. i think a more likely reality no than, i think it's more likely to be that than it, metal gear solid 4 just actually coming out on other platforms no absolutely not i refuse yeah
1: like a lot of people throw that. a lot of people throw the word copium and it always knows me this is copium for me though like yeah. i'm oh, I, I get it i refuse I it. It, it can't be the cloud version dude. And,
0: and on top of that trust me i don't want that mm. I, I want to play metal gear solid 4 on my playstation 5 so bad I want to replay that game. I've never replayed that game since it first came out. Really? I've, I've Dude, played moments. And I'm sure you watched the and I've stream. watched streams and all that stuff. But I love MGS4, and I can't wait to go back I to Peru.
2: Where, I wonder if I kept that doc because we were kind of doing our own like little mini interview at the end of each game of like Mike and I's like separate rank- rankings and all that stuff. I think four was my favorite. No, three was my favorite. I think four was second second favorite. Yeah. yeah. 4
1: is like is it's, it's endgame right yeah. where cool. they so, wrap yeah. everything up and reference all the things and like give you all the the feelings that you need but it's like endgame isn't necessarily like the best mcu movie from like a cohesiveness and like actually like telling like a solid story and all that stuff
0: but it's the most hype right and that's what mgs4 is it's the most hype and i love that shit yep more than anything god mgs4 delivered uh story number four gorilla games has memorialized Lance Reddick. In honor of Lance Reddick, we created a memorial to com- commemorate the profound impact he had on all of us. Thank you, Lance, for everything you brought to the role of uh, Silence, your gravitas, energy, wisdom, and more. An incomparable talent and friend. We miss you terribly. Very nice. Yeah. Very cool. I think this is uh, the, the tasteful side of these type of things. Um, and, you know, I just think it's cool that video games can do this, are doing this. And um, this is an unfortunate situation it breaks my heart
1: every time i think about the fact that yeah like one that lance Reddick passed away right but like also in the case of grill and horizon his character was so instrumental in that story and has such a presence in that story and he plays that character so well uh so yeah it makes so much sense that they'd, they'd want to memorialize him in some way and i think yeah, going about it this way and placing this um, this tribute to his character in the game. And not even his character, this tribute to him, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't say silence. Yeah. It says Lance Reddick in the game. I think that's powerful.
0: It is powerful, and it's, you know, it's interesting when we talk about video games as a separate medium from movies or TV and just, like, how they're unique. And in so many ways, there's the similarities, and, like, we're getting this moment where we're getting amazingly talented actors like Lance joining video games and, like, I think even more so kind of Legitimizing uh, video games as a, a narrative structure in all those ways, and we've had that conversation a million times. But video games are ongoing and living, and can be updated in ways that don't feel disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And 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 whereas I feel like in movies and stuff, people get really upset uh, about Hayden Christensen being in Star Wars, in Oh yeah. Return of the Jedi, like that type of stuff. See the like, Spider Verse this... updates. The, the there weren't updates. Well, no, across the Spider Wall. I, I saw the report saying, like, there's multiple versions of the movie. Yeah. I assumed that that was an update thing. I don't think so. You think they I, just I mean, put out multiple versions? Yeah. That's how people noticed. From the beginning, it's been that way. And now people are like, that's not what you said in my version. And then now people, like, went in and huh. deep dove. And it was like, oh, yeah. But they did update the sound mix.
1: Yeah. But, I, and that's what I, I assumed that it was, oh, we're going to update the sound mix. And while we're here, let's, let's just fix things that we thought were weird.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. God, I want to watch that movie one more time. How
1: many least times least have you watched it
0: now? I've only seen it twice. I've only seen it once. Yeah.
1: I, w- I had a second viewing planned. I forget what happened. Yeah. I think I just didn't I think I just didn't go.
0: We're just in a big a big problem point right now, bless, where there's too many movies coming out and there's only so many premium format screens and it's just not worth watching these movies in non-premium format places. I'm, I'm putting Pre- my foot down. Premium
1: so, format. So... Like
0: Dolby, okay,
2: IMAX. What we're stuff. saying is that our theater wasn't the only one ha- that had like weird audio mixing at like the very beginning and stuff, right? No, like, yeah, was it was the, it was the game. Oh, okay. not the game. It was the movie. Okay, cool. Because yeah, I thought I was going crazy not being able to understand the like intro VO and then the outro like kind of VO at the like very beginning and end. So yeah. that's nice. Yeah, I thought I was just like I, I had a moment where I was like,
1: am, high I <laughs> am I old?
2: Am I, <laughs> <laughs> am I old? Am I? Is this just too much for me now? But all right, cool. Good
0: to know. Story number five. Embracer Group paid $395 million for Lord of the Rings rights. This comes from KJ Yossman at Variety. Um, in a surprise deal last summer, they finally revealed how much was paid, and it seems like they got a bargain. Uh, the Carlsbad headquartered company has confirmed it spent uh, S.E.K. $4.2 billion, $395 million at today's conversion rates to acquire Middle Earth Enterprises from the Saúl Ziantas company last August. At the time the deal was announced, the Embracers and Saul declined to say how much Lord of the Rings Holding Company had sold for, but estimates at the time projected the rights, which include worldwide rights to films, video games, board games, merchandising, theme parks, and stage productions were worth up to $2 billion It turns out the reality fell significantly short of that. For contrast, Amazon's rumored to have paid $250 million alone for the rights to make the TV series The Rings of Power, which they snapped up directly from J.R.R. Tolkien's estate. The right to make a Lord of the Rings TV series longer than eight episodes was one of the few interests in the franchise not owned by Saul. Uh, Amazon Games have also struck their own deal with Embracer to develop and publish a new massive multiplayer online game based on Lord of the Rings, so an MMO of Mm -hmm. L-O-T-R. The sales figure... For Middle-earth Enterprises was revealed today in Embracer's annual report, which comes just a week after the games group revealed an aggressive cost-cutting program, including layoffs, game studio closures, consolidations, and restructuring. Consolidations.
1: <laughs> uh, a sound business uh, decision, I guess, from Embracer Group being able to acquire Lord of the Rings for that low amount. It's fucking wild, and also like makes me wonder, like, what's the story there? Like, how are they able to get that price? Because that's ridiculous. There's just. Like, I feel like me and the homies could have pulled together money to, to buy Lord of the Rings at that rate. Like, it's selling for that low? What the fuck? Who was in charge of that? Who is this Saul person? <laughs> yeah, like we could,
2: have gotten, we could have gotten Greg to call somebody. We could have, we could have pulled
1: together that money to buy Lord you Lord of, of the Rings. That would have been Did they get it on Groupon? birthday
2: present for Andy Cortez, you know?
0: That is...
1: Yeah, happy birthday, Andy. Here's Lord of the Rings. What's the coupon app that, like, sponsors us sometimes? Honey. Did they use Honey? They, they honey, must have man. used Honey.
0: They, like, saw it online. They're like, wait, let's see what Honey says. Ah, oh, snap. That's a steal. Oh, my God. That is so funny. I don't know. This is all weird, but, again... The moment you bring Embracer into it, things get weird. Things get real really weird. Things get real but weird. Also, like,
1: man, okay, so I'm trying I'm trying to do the the math in my head, right? Cause they acquired for 395 uh million and like what Amazon is rumored to have paid 250 million alone for the T V series, right? But they got that directly from the J.R.R. Tolkien estate. I'm trying to think of like, they must be making so much money off of Lord of the Rings if they're spending that little for it and they have all these rights for it and they're able to make like for the um I, okay, this is my re- this is my big question, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm I asked this question when the news first came out like a few weeks ago. But who the fuck did they mess up that deal with that like has them in shambles right now? Because they should be swimming in money based on getting Lord of the Rings for this low. Like well, that I mean, should on. be printing money.
0: But you gotta do the math on that, right? Like mm-hmm. the the we're not there yet. Like, that's why sure. when you read that article, the quotes are, yo, 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 we're shifting to Lord of the Rings. We got this shit. Fuck everything else. Yeah. Like, so I think that this actually paints that story. I mean, it's all dark and unfortunate in mm-hmm. any way you shake it. But it makes more sense than even it did for us when we were first talking about it. It's like, oh, them well, saying, of course they're going to go for Lord of the Rings they gotta, over other stuff. What was
1: the word? They got to uh, not abuse Lord of the Rings.
0: It was something Ooh, like that. Yeah. Though. What was the word? Um,
1: X something, right? We got to. exploit exploit Exploit. we gotta exploit
0: lord of the rings and like i get it now (laughs) now now even more it's like oh yo 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 we gotta come up here we can we could be making that money off of this shit yeah they're going to (sighs) um because i mean dude 395 million that's like that is a these days poorly performing blockbuster movie Mm -hmm. flash yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, not quite, but it's around that. Um, for all of Lord of the Rings, for the stage play. Yeah, for pretty much all you know the rights. You how much money is in stage plays? All the rights except for, like, TV series, right?
1: Because Amazon has that.
0: Well, just the eight-episode thing, right? Yeah, right. so it's they can release something eight up eight to
1: seven episodes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm sure this won't be the last we're talking about this. But story number six, a Nintendo shareholder meeting was disrupted by a ranting Splatoon 3 fan. Did you see the story? Yes, I did. Okay, I'm excited for you to read this. Chris in at VGC. everybody. Strap in for some fun. Nintendo's annual shareholder meeting was reportedly disrupted by a fan who purchased shares specifically to rant at the company's president about Splatoon 3. As first reported by Twitter user Styles, who attended the event, the meeting's Q&A session included someone loudly ranting about female characters' perceived preferential treatment in the third game when it comes to customization options. Reportedly, the fan was unhappy with the number of customization options available to male characters in Splatoon 3, including hairstyles and emotes, compared to those available to female characters. According to Styles, the rant continued for some time, causing Nintendo president Shantura Fukara to interrupt the fan and tell him that his question was too long. This was reportedly ignored and the fan's rant continued. Eventually, he stopped. And the president re- reportedly replied, quote, Thank you for your interest in playing our game. We appreciate your valuable opinion. So I'm going to stop there before we continue with the story, Bless. Yeah. That alone is just like ugh, so many eye rolls. Yeah. Eye rolls and eye rolls and eye rolls. We've all been there, we've been to conventions. Mm-hmm. There's a panel get to the q a section
2: is this an out of season april fool's joke
0: yeah people just come up and just just that's the dumbest fucking shit mm-hmm. there's always got to be that there's, guy there's always there's always that guy yeah i don't think nintendo expected that guy in one of their shareholders meetings. well because right? why would you <laughs> why would you and how could that guy how get could he, there who let how him could in possibly do it following the event twitter user uh, a twitter user uh, identified themselves as the person who asked the question according to the user They specifically bought $3,570 in Nintendo shares so they could attend the shareholder meeting and share their complaint. (laughs) They then shared photos of numerous letters they had sent to Nintendo about the topic previously, claiming they got no response. So they decided to buy shares in the company to get a chance to raise the issue directly. According to the user, they even bought and resold items, such as the Nintendo Switch OLED console, in order to raise funds for shares, despite their parents telling them to, quote, not get involved.
2: All right, here's my first takeaway. Mm-hmm. Men would rather pay $4,000 to complain about video games than go to therapy.
0: Showing the full written question, which appears to be extremely lengthy. They wrote, quote, at the Nintendo shareholders meeting, I complained about the current cold treatment of Splatoon Boys. I'm out of here. God damn it. God fucking damn it. I hate you. Don't call them Splatoon Boys. (laughs) Don't even do that. Quote, halfway through, I was told there are other people who want to ask. So the second half took a lot longer than planned, but I managed to tell them. <laughs> <laughs> the incident echoes a similar, though seemingly less intense moment in last year's shareholder meeting when a Nintendo shareholder took the opportunity to ask Nintendo to release a new f zero.
1: What's game. going on in these shareholder meetings? y'all gotta vet the y'all first of all, y'all got to raise the prices of these shares apparently, because <laughs> God dang, like gamers. Are out here, and they deserve less. <laughs> like you're raising, you're telling me that you had the ability to raise three thousand five hundred and seventy dollars to go to a shareholder meeting to basically make get your YouTube comment <laughs> like heard directly by Shuntaro Furukawa, the Nintendo president.
0: Like, go to you, therapy. You could have just kept that up, kept flipping the switches. You could have. you could have bought letter. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, like <laughs> exactly. You could have bought
1: the rights to Lord of the Rings, except if you wanted to make like a, a television series that was more than eight episodes. That's wild that you were able to raise that that much money. (laughs)
2: Slacks in the chat and puts it best. This sounds like a Tim Robinson skit.
1: Oh, my Lord. Oh, my God. Yeah. This does sound like a Tim Robinson skit. Oh, Oh, man. I I really want to know. I wish – I don't wish I could be in that shareholders meeting because, like, I'm sure the feeling of, like, skin crawling of, oh, who is this guy? Why does he keep going? Like, this is so awkward. I'm sure that feeling was palpable in the air. But I would love to watch the video. <laughs> I'd love to watch the playback.
0: Oh, man, bless. If this guy will ever get his Splatoon Boys drip the way he wants it, I don't know. It's so far away. But if I want to know what's coming to MongoDB Shop State, where would I look?
1: You'd look toward the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every
2: weekday. We even talk about the re- like,
1: Splatoon boy fashion. That is why you're here. Like I'm heated right now. At least talk about like the controller drift or like I don't know, or the man. lack of F Zero. You know, or the Real lack complaints. of F Zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is going on with Metroid Prime Four? These are questions we want answers to. You're mad about the Splatoon boy fashion? It's not even what the game is. <laughs> like it's it's a, it's a PvP shooting game where you shoot paint and try to get more of the area than the opposite team. Why are you worried about the customizable features of your Splatoon boy? Ask questions that matter. <laughs> you were in front of Shintaro Furukawa. <laughs> like, ask us when, the, ask him when the, where the Switch Pro is. Ask him Mother's what's going 3. on. Oh, yeah, ask about Mother 3. Ask about, like, um, you know, when is the next um, fucking, like, what was that? are we bringing Wind Waker to Switch? Like, where, anything. Star Fox Grand Prix, what's up with that? You know what I mean? Is the Mario team really making a Donkey Kong? These are questions to ask
0: out today sonic origins plus on literally everything ever Dream valley on switch fire emblem the blazing blade comes to nintendo switch online sky which mm-hmm. we had this conversation last week right where i was saying like i didn't play this one or i played a little whatever didn't i didn't get it and i was like roy it's roy's game and someone's like it's actually roy's dad right we was uh-huh. on the episode with you for this i think i was possibly I've been seeing people tweet about this game with the box art because, like, Nintendo tweeted it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Are you really telling me that's not Roy? <laughs> like, I feel like I'm getting gaslit. <laughs> Hold on. Now I gotta see this. Like Barry, can you please bring up Fire Emblem: The Blazing I'm looking, Blade? I'm looking, uh, for it right
2: now. It's the Game Boy Advance game.
0: Yeah, yeah. Everyone's saying it's Elle, it's Elwood, which is Roy's dad. So that's Roy's dad. That's not Roy. Huh. <laughs> That's not on you. <laughs> that, I, just, that, that would have, I would have assumed that was Roy. It's so funny to me. Every time I see it, I just I feel like, like this can't be right. But I, I believe you. I know that it is right.
1: Listen, <laughs> it's, this is like when the Dragon Ball Z, uh, was, like, I forget the name of the artist, but like the you know, very famous artist that did Dragon Ball Z. If you erase the hair from all the characters, this is the exact same character model. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like that situation. The to, uh,
2: Simpsons, too. A lot of similar character models Mm -hmm. there.
1: Toriyama. Thank you, chat. Toriyama. And that doesn't even just go for Dragon Ball Z. That goes for all of his art. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You erase the hair off of of a Dragon Warrior.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Dragon (laughs) Quest character.
1: That's just Goku. This is bald Goku. All of them
0: look like Krillin. Oh, man. Sky Caravan's coming to Switch. Swoon Earth Escapes coming to PS4 and PS5. Uh, New dates for you. Cry Machina launches October 24th in North America on Switch, PS4, 5, and PC. And Activision will shut down the first Call of Duty Warzone on September 21st. Uh, real quick, Mike, does that matter? No. No, it doesn't no. matter, everybody. Uh, deals of the day. Remember, you can get 20% off your order from RT Store merch with the code Jabroni. You can go to uh, look for kind of funny stuff, use the code Jabroni, J A B R O N I, and you get 20% off. That sounds really cool, really fun for everybody. Um, Let's do a real quick quick reader man let's do it you want to do We got some fun ones kebabs writes in and says what's up kfgd crew my question is a classic how would you rank this year's key three showcases mine are xbox summer game fest nintendo playstation ubisoft capcom uh my ranking is judged not just on the content but the presentation of it which is why ubisoft's so low despite containing some great titles like prince and outlaws do you guys agree or would you swap some of them around
1: uh my list would be yeah xbox first S G F under that, um, then it gets between Nintendo and PlayStation for me. I th- I might put Nintendo above PlayStation because I think Nintendo lived up to my expectations more. And I would have to. I think I need to go, go back and look at look through like all the things announced at PlayStation because I feel like people give PlayStation too much flack because they disappointed, right? But I don't think it was a bad showcase. I think it was just very fine and okay. Uh, but I'm gonna put Nintendo above PlayStation, and then yeah, Nintendo, then PlayStation, then Ubisoft. Than
0: Capcom. Yeah, so you're exactly with kebabs And I yeah. think I'm there too. I feel like there's a couple debatable things of PlayStation, Ubisoft. Like PlayStation missed the mark in terms of expectations, but they had Spider-Man. And yeah. there were still things that I'm like really excited about. Ubisoft absolutely shit the bed in terms of presentation, but they had real big banger games. So those are a little bit more equal to me. I think the at the end of the day, I'm I'm so upset at how Ubisoft pre- presented, but I'm more disappointed in how PlayStation Showcase tarnished (laughs) the name of a PlayStation Showcase.
1: That's the thing is, yes, like Ubisoft, I think when you look at the content, if you read that content on the list, it's like, okay, yeah, that was a pretty good showing, but the way they presented that stuff, I think really was bad. Um, But then with the PlayStation Showcase, we got Middle Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater, Mm -hmm. right? Like, how cool is that, right? You go through and you yeah, get. Yeah, you're right.
0: PlayStation's first.
1: Yeah. Well, above, above UB. <laughs> above UB, yeah. Like, you get Marathon, um, of course. You get another Street Fighter trailer. You get a Destiny trailer. And then uh, looking through. You got Spider Man 2, right? And then, yeah, Fair Games. Helldivers 2, like, that's exciting for like a group of people, right? And I think that game's going to come out and do pretty good. Uh, but Concord. Island Wake 2 had a pretty, pretty dope trailer at PlayStation uh, Showcase. Fantastic one. Yeah. Feel, yeah, a really good trailer. Uh, Dragon's Dogma 2 got gameplay we saw Science screen mirage got Final fancy 16 another trailer (laughs) Foam stars was there here's Uh, what i'll say
0: yeah more than any of this like uh, this is a great question and we had a fun time talking about it i think that this overall the games announced this year are incredible yeah i feel like from a game announcement perspective now that summer game fest season is is complete this was a great one in terms of announcements i think most of our um upset disappointments all that stuff is in terms of presentation expectations and a lot of questions not being answered but those questions will be answered it's not like all the things we expected to see at the playstation showcase aren't eventually going to come and Mm -hmm. they're going to have to come sooner than later
1: yeah i think on a like if we weren't judging by like presentation and all that stuff right like on a content side i don't think there was anything well if i don't cut the capcom showcase i don't think there was anything lower than a three and yeah, maybe i can make the argument for even a four but mm-hmm. i think yeah three and above it's when you get into the presentation where it's like okay there might be a one or two twos in there but i think yeah there's some really exciting games i'm very excited for the rest of the year in games it might be the best year in games ever and even next year now we got a bit better view of what 2024 looks like and that's going to include a star uh, a star wars game from yeah. ubisoft that i couldn't be more excited for i'm saying this and right now and a peach now. game
0: I think, and a peach game i think this is the already the best year in games and i i think that i can definitively say that at this point. wow moment. yeah Wow. fight me everybody or more than fight me G- give me some solid uh, evidence against that case
1: I'll let me compile my argument for 2017 yeah and then we'll go for it back but i think there's a good chance that by the time we get to the end of this year that yeah it'll be better
0: we'll um you can go to kind of slash your wrongs let us know what we got wrong today uh nano says e3 2007 was santa monica uh, not 2009 which i already know um 97 98 were atlanta so not 95 97 98 let's go back to Atlanta. Um, I'd be down to go back to Atlanta, yeah. I haven't I've been there, I've only been there once, yeah, from MomoCon.
1: Oh, is that in Atlanta? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool,
0: yeah. Um, I'm, rarely... I'm a big fan of the Housewives of Atlanta, so maybe I'll meet them, mm, yeah. Run Andy to the man. man.
1: The local schnooks, <laughs> what schnooks? I don't know, schnooks. you don't know, schnooks. it's a that might be a very Midwestern thing, it's Not like it. a grocery store,
0: mm, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, they probably don't have it in Atlanta. <laughs> schnooks no i don't know schnooks we have giant eagle okay you made giant that up eagle giant eagle man. giant eagle in ohio yeah man huh. it up.
1: you have aldi huh.
2: <laughs> aldi yes I gotcha
1: but let's say let's say aldi i feel like that's a universal one
0: uh mike yo says you be pulled out of e3 march 27th e3 was canceled march 30th yeah my point that i'm making is like those that's those days mm-hmm. behind the scenes they pulled out because it wasn't happening
1: Gotcha. See, I view it the opposite way. I think E3 is like... I, I, I'm sure those discussions
0: happened before these dates, but I think Ubisoft is probably the last straw. I, I, the fact that Eves had that quote saying that we're there if it happens, to mm-hmm. me says that mm. this is just the behind-the-scenes announcements of, it that, of those conversations happening. He wouldn't gotcha. have said that if they were planning to pull out. Yeah, so that makes sense. Um, oh, yeah, Kevin shout out Meyer. Kevin L. has a very important thing. A release of mission the final episodes of pokemon ultimate journeys is now on netflix this is uh, the english oh. version of ash winning the the tournament so oh, shit. y'all should check it out man if, if you have not watched pokemon since whatever the hell you gave up on it i would highly recommend watching the four episode final battle between leon and ash like just watching that four episodes it's all the one battle very very cool bear do you want to have a viewing party
1: Maybe right, Maybe. Get might get that on the books we're doing a live watch watch. <laughs> I
2: watched it on uh, this big screen behind you,
0: ooh, that'd be sick, actually, um yeah, that's it, otherwise, we absolutely crushed that shit um. How's games daily what a what a ride yeah we i feel honestly times, i'm some putting some this up there times. i think i think this is one of the best episodes i think so one too. of the best years
1: in gaming one of the best episodes of game of tv yeah we're just crushing it bless yeah Me crush and 40. you
0: you put us together at this desk yeah. magic's going to happen Mag- give us, the magic give us some happen. video game news to talk about guess what we're going to talk it's going to get talked about it. it's going to get talked Let's about go. uh next week's hosts are greg and bless tuesday greg and bless wednesday bless and greg hey. thursday greg and tim and friday greg and bless i'm only on one games daily that week that seems wrong
2: I think you took yourself off of something.
0: Oh, because it's my birthday next Friday. We're about to do a banger stream, and I'm going to be doing that all day. That's going to be Take fun. some time off, Tim. I'm going to take some. Take I'm taking Monday feet. off.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah go, go yeah, hang yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: relax. Well, I'm taking Monday off because the concert's on Sunday.
1: Sunday uh, night. I was
0: like, I couldn't get back here if I wanted to. Well, treat yourself Monday. Thank go you. Go to, to a spa. Myself. I'm going to. I'm going to go to a Vanderpump restaurant. Uh, If you're watching live, Snow Mike Mike's about to join us. We're going to talk about Super Chats. Remember, if you're on YouTube, you can Super Chat us with your questions about any of the news stories we had today, video games in general, or anything you want to ask me, Mike, or Bless, and we will answer it. If you're on Twitch, you can do the exact same thing by resubbing and just leaving a little message, and Mike will read that question to us as well. We like to be equal equal opportunists in ways to make us money. Right, Mike? (laughs) that's the correct answer everybody love you all until next time have a marvelous day wrong outro <laughs> <laughs>